If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome, everybody, to Dragon Quest FM. I'm Austin. And I'm an orphan. Oh. And this week, we're trucking along through those Dragon Quest archetypes. And <laughs> talking. It's a truck one. <laughs> it is. And, but we're talking about orphan hero, hero orphan. Um, how do you say it? Just out of curiosity. It's always been the uh, orphan hero, yeah, the way that I've always thought about it. Okay, cool. That's how I've always thought about it as like the orphaned, he- orphaned hero. But right. then I see it listed as like hero orphan. I guess it doesn't really matter because it's the same thing. Right. I mean, they're an orphan. Their parents are dead, but they become a hero. <laughs> uh, that's, right. your, that's your Harry Potters, your Luke Skywalkers, uh, your Rays, or your half orphans like Katniss Everdeen. Yep. I'm, I'm a half orphan. Oh, I'm a full orphan. You're a full orphan now. Yeah, yeah I am. Um, Grace hates it when I refer to myself as a ha- as a half orphan. Oh, <laughs> Jennifer but, hates it when I refer to myself like that. Like the night my mom died, I looked at her. I said something. I was like, "But I'm an orphan now," and she and she just looked at me. She's like, "Oh my God, you're not Batman. You're Hamilton." And I was like, <laughs> "It was like the only piece of joy I found that night." <laughs> <laughs> uh, this whole episode is already just a so, huge bummer <laughs> it is but but really she hates it too so i understand yeah I, I get it well see i i say it because my mom died really young and i was pretty young i mean usually when you say orphan you're talking about kids but i was right. pretty young when my mom passed away i mean i was like 22 or 23 around there yeah i can't remember how old you were and she was pretty young i mean she was like 44 uh so so everybody was young in this situation, but around that same time, uh, on New Girl, Nick, his dad dies on New Girl, right? Right. And uh, and he refers to himself as a half orphan, and it's kind of like a running joke. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. I need to go back and rewatch those seasons of New Girl. He falls into this depression and talks about how how he's a half orphan, and so to kind of make light of my situation. Uh, I would walk around the house calling myself a half orphan to Grace. And <laughs> you would so hate that. I still do it from time to time. But anyway, so I'm just, this is all just background info. I'm not trying to bum anybody out here, but it's all background info so that anytime we say half orphan in this episode, I'm probably going to giggle just a little <laughs> bit because I think about Nick on New Girl, uh, the whole half orphan scenario with Nick on New Girl. So and anyway, he's a hero. Is he, is he? No. <laughs> no, he's not. So getting into Dragon Quest, Orphan Heroes, uh, like in previous episodes, we're just running through each mainline entry in Dragon Quest and talking about, you know, all the different orphans or maybe not orphans uh, that exist. So Dragon Quest 1, your parents are still alive in this one, right? Are I they? Mean, like, I don't think it... Does it ever even mention your parents? Like, I don't remember... You know, it talks about family lineage, but I don't remember it ever even mentioning what your parents are up to. I really don't remember at all. Like, I've played 
I've played Dragon Quest 1 and Dragon Warrior 1 a lot, but I honestly don't think your parents ever come into play. I think because, kind of like we've talked about in previous episodes, with it being like that early entry, that it doesn't really apply to a lot of these like Cambellian archetypes like we've been mm-hmm. discussing. Two, maybe it's just I'm not talking to the right NPCs or something, but for maybe whatever so. reason, it's just like, yeah, you show up, you get this quest from the king, you go and, you know, save the princess. Then it's like, oh no, the princess is saved, but there's more to do. And then <laughs> it's just like you save the world and your parents really never factor into it. You're kind of just this like clean slate, generic hero in the game. Yeah. And, you know, that's okay. That's that's what the game is. Like the, the, it didn't even play into the story. And a lot of the times, like we've talked about before, this game doesn't really have a whole lot of the, uh, the traditional archetypes. Like we think about them. Right. So dragon quest two, as far as I know with dragon quest two, the prince of Minhal's parents are both still alive. I mean, he's the, he's the prince. So your dad is the king, right? Your mom is the queen. I honestly can't remember if your mom is around in that game or not, but your dad definitely is. And, you know, you're tasked with with going and finding the other scions and all that kind of stuff. So I'm thinking that that the Prince of Minhal is not an orphan either. Yeah, don't I don't think so. I mean, I'm pretty sure like, do you not interact with his? I mean, you interact with his dad like I can't remember if his mom is there, like you said, but I I thought she was. I mean, the queen is there. I assume that's your mom. Right. I mean, you know, middle ages. <laughs> you never yeah, know. I mean, you never know. The queen might not be your mom. <laughs> but that, That's true. But yeah, I assume both your parents are alive in DQ2, which kind of gets into DQ3, kind of like with the woman warrior and some of the other archetypes we've talked about. DQ3 is really kind of where you start embracing some of these Cambellian archetypes because in DQ3, you're kind of a half orphan at the beginning. Right. Take a drink, everybody. I said half orphan. <laughs> <laughs> it, this is complicated, okay? And you have not played Dragon Quest Three, so I'm going to keep things kind of vague for you and for people listening. But right. just for a warning for everybody, there are spoilers. BJ, feel free to like plug your ears up and be like, no, 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 I can't hear you. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into some spoilery territory here. So the whole thing with Dragon Quest Three is that your mom is around and your dad is missing, maybe dead. No one really knows. He was this great hero, and you think maybe he's alive. You set off because you're trying to find the great hero Ortega, your dad. There's possibilities that he's alive, but the game kind of doesn't really tell you for the longest time. And then, this is where the big spoiler comes in, you do meet your dad at the very, very end of the game, like in the very final dungeon. Ortega is there. And he's fighting one of the monsters, one of the bosses in that dungeon. And you're like, yay, dad. And then he dies. Whoa, that's. Yeah, it's a it's a really big bummer, to be honest. And it's just kind of one of those like we've talked about this in previous episodes with Dragon Quest. One of those really kind of darker moments that just happen that you people don't necessarily think about Dragon Quest as being these dark, dark games. But each one of them kind of has some dark moments. And this is definitely a dark moment in DQ3. It's like before you really even get to interact with your dad at all, he's just dead. And I'm not sure, I've not played the original Dragon Warrior 3, but the dialogue in Dragon Quest 3 for Switch and Mobile are 
just like he doesn't even recognize that it's you. He doesn't even know oh. you're his son. He just thinks you're some heroes coming in. And he's like, you must finish the job, basically. And it's like, get in there and fight everybody and, and you know, save the world. Man, that's that is dark. It's like it's one of the things I love about Dragon Quest games. I mean, they're they're these happy, jovial, colorful, fun, quirky games. But right in the middle of that, it starts dealing with these really, really heavy, serious issues. And they're they're always a bummer. They're always like, man, that came out of nowhere. But at the same time, it fits so well that uh, that it's not overwhelming. And uh, man, but that one, that's yeah. a that's a that's a shot to the gut. Yeah, isn't it? Then you have Dragon Quest Four. Uh, your real parents. Your parents are bred <laughs> <laughs> like Batman's. Yeah, I'm so glad that because, OK, people can't see this. so I'm just going to explain it. Uh, I wrote in show notes. Your parents are bred. And you actually put the meme in showing Batman. My parents are bred. <laughs> you but no, no, no. You've got to you got to tell them everything. You wrote your parents are bred. Then your adoptive parents are bred with this much bread. You should open a subway. <laughs> That, that, that is my that's my only notes for dragon quest 4 in this episode it is that's what you put because our notes are usually pretty vague when we do dragon quest fm like we keep it vague as reminders to help with the flow of the show but we don't necessarily type out everything and so yeah those are my only notes for dragon quest 4 i'm gonna go more in depth with it but but those are those are my actual notes. And I mean, I, my contribution here was the Batman meme. So we added that to the notes as well. My so. parents are bred. I, I wish it was the slapping meme. It's just I a, couldn't find it. It's just I couldn't a find meme. The slapping meme. Oh, it's just like a, of of my parents are bred. I couldn't find the actual slapping meme for that one, and it made me sad. So if anyone has the my parents are bred slapping meme for Batman, please send that to me on Twitter at Professor Beach or at Dragon Quest FM because I need to save it because I really could not find it today when I was searching for it. Yeah, it was super popular and funny like 13 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was. And now we're just beating a dead horse. <laughs> so in Dragon Quest Four, though, you have your parents in the village and your parents in the village, they're wiped out and dead, which is a huge bummer. But right. then your real parents, you're a half Zenithian. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that those parents are dead, too. And so it's just like you're double du double orphaned. I guess if we have half orphans, this makes you a double orphan. Yeah, you're you're an orphan twice. You're you're like an orphan twice over, once removed. It's it's <laughs> it's terrible. It's like the hero in Dragon Quest Four or the heroine goes through a lot of stuff. Like there is there is some tragedy in this game. And uh, yeah, parents like early on, like I did not expect that the the prologue to this game to be like, hey, guess what? Everyone you love is dead, and then just you don't see them at all for like five chapters. Yeah. It's dark. Kind of going from Dragon Quest 4 into Dragon Quest 5 here is that it, also, usually this means your parents are dead if you're an orphan hero, but not necessarily. It could just be that your pa parents abandon you or whatever, which is why I have a point here, which is why I think <laughs> with Dragon Quest 5, like in a lot of ways, I consider the main character in Dragon Quest V to be an orphan hero, even though it's not like a Harry Potter, my parents were killed when I was a kid kind of orphan scenario. Right. It's yeah. more like a, I'm a kid on my own kind of orphan situation. 
because I guess spoilers for Dragon Quest V here too is so so your mom is missing earlier in the game when you're a kid. Your mom is missing and you explore the world with your dad. Anybody right. anybody playing that half orphan drinking game? You're a half orphan. <laughs> and so your dad though dies very early on in this game, probably unexpectedly the first time you're playing this game. Mm-hmm. Then your your dad is definitely dead. He tells you in some of his final words that your mom is still out there somewhere. He knows she's not really dead. She's out there. You have to find her. And then you spend the rest of your childhood as a slave with Prince Harry for like a decade. Which is really what happens to orphans in most kinds of stories. Like the orphan hero is really often like in this really, really, truly terrible situation. You have the ones like Luke Skywalker where he has a loving family. And then you also have the ones like Harry Potter who are basically relegated to living under the stairs. And that's kind of what this is where he is a truly, you know, it's miserable. He's, he's a slave for 10 years. Much like Dragon Quest Three has that kind of like gut-wrenching moment. You finally do find your mom toward the end of the game. And then basically as soon as you find her, she dies. There is there is more of a reunion there between you and your mom than there was with you and your dad in three. But it's still kind of one of those really heartbreaking moments where it's like, yay, I finally found you. I mean, you're an adult. You have your own family at this point. But you're like, yay, I finally found you. And then she essentially sacrifices herself so that you can get out of there. Now, with that one, like, I can't, I haven't played the game, Mm -hmm. so, like, I can't remember how your story handles this. Like, I know that it took me completely by surprise when your dad was killed, but I can't remember, like, how it happens with your mom at the end of it. Does she still die at the end of it before everything goes all haywire? Yeah, I think so, right? I I mean, there's the portal, there's the portal, it's been, it's been, like, six months since the last time I watched your story. But yeah, there's the portal. She's there. And yeah, I think Lodja kills her, right? Like he blasts her off the tower rooftop there. That's just what I couldn't remember. If he had uh, like if he had done something to her before, like the portals and everything came down and it went all computery or not. Like I really couldn't remember if they had changed that part in this one. As far as I remember, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happens with your story. Okay. But like I said, I mean, it's been about six months since I, right. I watched it like three or four times basically in a row when it first came out and then i haven't really watched it since gotcha speaking of i got really close to watching it the other day because i was awake with my oldest daughter naomi and it was just the two of us and it was pretty early she'd woken up earlier than usual and she wanted to watch a movie or something Mm -hmm. and i was like yeah that's fine let's uh try to settle in and watch a movie and she was like let's watch dragon quest and even though I was like half asleep, you know, in my mind, I'm like, yes. Right. And so I get on Netflix and then went before I can find, pull up Dragon Quest, your story on Netflix, there's like an ad for some new movie about like a dog with pets. It's like CGI. Okay. can't even remember the name Aww. of it. And Naomi saw that and she was like, no, no, no. I want to watch that one. And I was like, dang it. <laughs> so you got, so you got uh, Netflix direct to DVD family movie instead. Yeah. Yes, that's that's the gist. <laughs> Dragon Quest Six. Uh, it's complicated. That's what my note says, <laughs> and that's what I'm going to say here because, I mean, it, it is complicated. The story with DQ Six. We haven't gone into a lot of depth with DQ Six in the past, and that's one of those games. You know, we'll do a deep dive on eventually and talk about a whole lot more once you play it as well. Right. Dragon Quest Six 
I do like that game a whole lot more than, than a lot of people in the fandom seem to. But even I concede that Dragon Quest VI's story is a little convoluted at times. Like of any of any of the Dragon Quest games, I think Dragon Quest VI has the most like Final Fantasy type, like Kingdom Hearts convoluted story of any of oh, the games yeah, in the okay. series. Where it's just Dragon Quest VI, I think it's doing a little bit too much. I think it came out at a time when other games in the in other JRPG series, you had you know Final Fantasy and the Chrono Trigger have come out too. We're doing all these things with like different worlds, you know. You had like a surface uh, world and an overworld or whatever, mm-hmm. and all of this kind of stuff. And so Dragon Quest, for whatever reason, decided to try to play with some of that too. And because of all of that. There's separate worlds, there's twins, uh, and like a mirror world. There's just all this stuff that I'm not going to get into in today's episode. But I think that Dragon Quest VI's protagonist is both, because of the structure that's set up, Dragon Quest VI's Mm -hmm. protagonist is both an orphan hero and not an orphan hero. And Mm. I'm just going to leave that be a mystery to everybody who hasn't played it like yourself but for all the people for all the people who have played it they should definitely get what i'm talking about here in that yes he is an orphan hero but then no he is not and it all has to do with the playing with the different realities and stuff that that game has i gotcha yeah i don't understand because i haven't played anything other than like the very intro of that game yeah i mean dragon quest six i don't i do not like the story of dragon quest six very much even though i like the game uh, it's, the reason I like it is more about the the, the mechanics and, and gameplay, the vocation, some of the characters, just right. the, the the different worlds you visit, you do visit. I really like, but in terms of the story, it's kind of just a, a mess. <laughs> uh, understandable. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that from a lot of people. So this leads us straight in to shameless self promotion. So we do have a Patreon page. You guys can find that at patreon.com slash dragonquestfm. And hot, fresh, off the presses this week is the new Press Start digital magazine. Uh, It is up. It is on our Patreon because for the rest of the year, we're giving all of our patrons access to that monthly magazine that geek to geek is doing. So feel free to read that. This issue is about Mario but BJ, since he writes for it, he's kind of the editor-in-chief there. I'm going to let him tell you guys all about this awesome new issue of Press Start. It is really fantastic. I'm really proud of this one. The team did a just knockout job on it. Uh, this one is about the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers, but uh, it goes deeper than that. It's really the memories of Mario and how this game has basically impacted everybody in some way. So we talk about that. We talk about a lot of different personal stories. Uh, it, it is just incredibly good. Like I say that as a reader, when these stories came in, I was like, oh, that is that's exactly what we need for this that's perfect uh so y'all go read it it's on the patreon uh anybody at any tier gets it from either the uh slash dragon quest fm patreon or slash geek to geek cast the other thing i wanted to talk about in today's episode is ryan molina our good friend he's everybody's best friend in dragon quest 10 he is he has put together a ton of dragon quest 10 reviews and he's talking about all the different there's five versions for those people who don't know. And he's he's doing all of this throughout the month of October. And I know we've mentioned it before, but 
instead of us just kind of repeating that same information again, we're getting Ryan to tell you guys about it. Hey guys, Ryan Molina from Battle Geek Plus here. You might recognize me from the Dragon Quest X episode of Dragon Quest FM and all of the recent shoutouts that Austin and BJ have given me. Because starting in October, on October 6th, I will be reviewing Dragon Quest X and all of its expansions throughout the entire month of October. And a certain host from Dragon Quest FM might be making a vocal cameo as a popular character. So make sure to subscribe to my channel, youtube.com slash battlegeekplus to find out more. Take care. So be sure to check out all of those videos and remember, try to guess which character I'm voicing in the Dragon Quest X videos. It's a game without a prize. It's one of those classic DQFM prizeless games <laughs> that you love playing so much. Yeah, so be sure to uh, to check that out. Dragon Quest Seven. Getting back right. into today's episode, let's talk about DQ Seven. It is actually one of the few, if only, if I'm being honest here, games where your parents are not only alive, they both stay alive, and they have pretty decent sized roles in the story. Yeah, it's it's really surprising for RPGs in general that DQ7 takes a lot of, of variations from the normal JRPG storyline kind of, uh, I don't want to say paradigm because it's kind of douchey, um, <laughs> just the traditional uh, narrative that you get in a JRPG. And one of them is that you start out with a happy family and throughout the story, you have a happy supportive family. It's kind of nuts. I just want to point out that in our show notes for today, not only did you put in a Batman, my parents are bread meme, but under my show notes for DQ seven, where I was talking about parents still being alive and having a decent role in the story. I said, how about that? You wrote, how about that? And then showed that meme of that girl saying, how about that? From the Dr. Phil show from like 10 years ago. I sure did. Speaking of old memes. That's, <laughs> Why? Hey, you you better be glad that I didn't because in DQ nine where you mentioned being an angel, I almost put a touch by the touch by an angel video of the intro to that. So I just decided not to. Man. Touch by an angel. Yep. Dude, I forgot that show existed. You're welcome. This is what I do. This is what I'm here for. Man, I can picture both of like the main actresses from that show. Yep. Right now in my head. Oh my gosh. That show. What a different time the 90s were, right, friend? <laughs> yep. Della Reese and uh, Roma Downey. All right. Cool. This is kind of off topic, I guess. Although, I mean, Dragon Quest does have angels in Dragon Quest 7, and that's what we were talking about. But I do think it's interesting <laughs> your kids, and DQ7 is a lot more kid focused than other mm -hmm. Dragon Quest games. And so. You know, initially, you're the, just there kind of exploring this island with your friend. And you have, you know, this mom and dad who, who love you. Your dad's a little mm -hmm. gruff, but he still tears up whenever he's talking about the day you were born and all of this kind of stuff. And then you have you have your uncle. I want to talk about the uncle for a minute. who's mm -hmm. like this terrible human being. Right. He even slaps you around a bunch. Uh -huh, he does. What is his name in the 3DS version? I do not remember any of their names like that. Like, that's what? one thing. Like, I don't remember the family names. Okay, because all the names are different in the PS1 version. Yeah. I've been playing you know, Dragon Warrior 1 while we're doing the Dragon Quest play-along. Right. 
And so uh, all the names are different. And I think it's funny. And I definitely want to bring this up whenever we do episodes on DQ7 in the future. Right. Is because it's super confusing because the 3DS version has updated translations. Dragon Warrior 7 had a different translation, but it's supposedly based on a more direct translation from the Japanese text. But the Dragon Quest 7 manga, which I have, I have all of it. All of the manga is in Japanese, but the character bios that are in the back have English have English spellings of all the oh, character names. Oh, I didn't names. know that. Yeah. And those are different from the ones that are in Dragon Warrior 7 and from the ones that are in Dragon Quest 7. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So there's like several English names to juggle around here. So that's just going to. So just everybody just tuck that fun fact away for a later day. When we get into these deep dives, I'm going to bring that up. With Dragon Quest 7, honestly, I have to say the first time I was playing this, I kept expecting one or both of your parents to die. Like at some point when you come back to the present and you're on the right. island because that's just a thing that happens in, in games like this, you know? It's true. It's true. It just, it just happens. It's like you've been away and now your mom's dead. Especially when the world gets darker and everything. <laughs> yeah. You come back and it's like, oh no, my parents are dead now because of what I've done, all this kind of stuff, yada, yada, yada. But that does not happen in Dragon Quest Seven, And so it's just a very interesting thing. And also it's one of the, it's honestly, it's probably the only jrpg i can think of just off the top of my head where you're the main character and both of your parents are alive and stay alive throughout the entire game do you have a dad in rfl because i know you have a mom i don't think so i don't think so yeah hmm. yeah i can't think of one yeah it's usually you just have a mom or you're like raised by like your aunt or some somebody or a sibling yeah yeah so let's go over to dragon quest 8 how about that uh, <laughs> dragon quest 8 your parents are dead, I think. Do yeah, I mean they don't they don't say. You're kind of an Aladdin type character in my mind. Of uh, I mean, they tell that Aladdin's parents are dead, but I think they're dead. Yeah, it seems like they're dead. You think your whole family is dead? But yeah. Then, Dragon Quest Eight spoiler. Your grandpappy alive. Your grandpappy's alive. He's hiding in your pocket like all good grandpappies <laughs> should. That's his notes again. <laughs> just so y'all know. <laughs> it is. My, my my only note for Dragon Quest Eight is your old grandpappy is alive and living in your pocket the way all good grandpappies should. <laughs> and if you don't know, I just... That, that's Moving on to DQ9. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, it, that is kind of one of those in-game surprises because you have Munchie with you and throughout your entire journey who seems just kind of like this... You know, he's your pet. He's your little rodent. You even get to yep. contro control him a few times. And then if you just play it up through beating Rapthorn and getting finished with all that stuff, for all you know, he's always munchy. He's always just a little rat that lives in your pocket. But if you do the in-game content and do everything else, then it turns out, nope, he's your grandpa and he's been keeping an eye <laughs> on you this whole time by being a mouse who lives in your pocket. <laughs> it's just, it's like that's the weirdest plan in the world. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I could protect him as a mouse who lives in his pocket. It, it's pretty strange. And also it's kind of just like one of those things where that could have gone, definitely gone differently. Like, could you imagine if just, he was just hanging out a little mouse rat, whatever it comes up to you squeaking. And then he just like squishes it with his boot. And then he just Aww. goes on with his life. Never realized that, you know, that was his grandpa. 
Uh, I'm afraid that's happened to both of us at some point. You've squished a rat under your boot and you thought it was your grandfather? <laughs> no, never. Okay. Never once. I was like, what? <laughs> It's, it's, I'm, I'm, there's going to be a Netflix documentary made about me one day. Really? A mouse is kind of a unique, I guess, take on, yeah. on it. Dragon Quest Nine. you don't have parents uh, because you're an angel. Right. And, you know, you, well, you kind of have, you know, the Yggdrasil tree, you know, God, you're, you're an angel, I guess. You got a father. That's true. That's true. Who's missing though, throughout yeah. most of the game. In Dragon Quest Nine, you're an angel, but I still think you're in a lot of ways. You're especially because of the way you ha- you fall from Yggdrasil and you're out on yeah. your own. I would definitely say you're an orphan in that game. It's played like it, whether or not it actually falls into the technicalities of those details. I really think it plays like it because you're kind of thrown out. You don't know where to go. You have this destiny of things that you have to do and have to restore balance. Basically, it follows all of the same points that the traditional orphan narrative does. Yeah, I mean, it definitely I think it's because of the fact that you're cast out by your family. Yeah. I mean, that makes you an orphan. Your whole family has abandoned you and yeah. left, you, left you in this town. And so, good luck, kiddo. <laughs> Enjoy the world. See you later. Um, it's kind of like, uh, oh, man. So I have this, as, as you know, I grew up watching a lot of Westerns with my grandpa, right? Because right. My, my grandparents yep. kept us. My, my parents worked, so a lot of times... Uh, On weekdays, like we would ride the bus to my grandparents' house. We'd stay there for a couple of hours before my mom and dad picked us up after work. And so because of that, I would watch a lot of Westerns with my grandpa. It was either Westerns with my grandpa or soap operas with my with my grandma. Okay. And so I went with Westerns. And so I grew up watching, you know, a lot of this. But anyway, I have this us talking about this. And then even before today, when I was getting ready with the notes, I have this there was some black and white Western movie. It may have even been a TV show, an episode of like Gunsmoke or something, but it was in black and white. And it was kind of, you know, those cheesy like speed up effects that they used to put into black and white movies. Yep. Absolutely. There's a moment like that, that happened where there's these people on a wagon and this lady is holding a baby and post, it's supposed to be that like the wagon is being chased by like Indians or something. And so she drops the baby and the baby falls out of the wagon. But because it's sped up and because it's kind of like an older, cheesier movie, it looks more like she's tossing the baby. And so, I mean, you know, it's just a bundle. It's just a wrap. You can't even really tell if there's anything in there. But anyway, so when we're talking about this, I just picture like a sped up black and white, like chase scene on a wagon and like this woman just throwing a baby (laughs) off off into the ditch as like the wagon is speeding off being chased. Excellent. So that's what it reminded me of. And if anybody listening can tell me what that was from, I would I'd appreciate it, I guess. <laughs> you would. <laughs> because I honestly have, have no clue. But I have anytime when I hear people use the expression yeet, which doesn't happen very often. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I was explaining to you what yeet meant a few weeks ago. I know. I, which is just a sad thing to happen all around. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but I was, but yeah. I was explaining to you. Uh, what yeet meant, as the youths say these days, as the youths True. are wont to say nowadays, yeet. Um, but anyway, I was even picturing that wagon scene in my head when I was explaining yeet to you. So wow, you wow. Speaking of wagons, Dragon Quest Ten. Uh, you and your sibling are apparently orphans. Mm-hmm. Your village, you have you have people in the village who 
are like family to you, including, you know, the leader of the village who you first see riding up in a wagon. That's why I said mm-hmm. speaking of wagon. See, it was a, a segue. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> and those people, spoiler for Dragon Quest Ten, I guess, your whole village gets destroyed and most of those people get super murdered. Yeah, and it's your fault. And it's pretty much your fault. Yeah. yeah. And so because of that, following along the path of the orphan hero there, which kind of brings us to Dragon Quest Eleven, uh, the Luminary. He's definitely an orphan hero. Mm-hmm. He's basically Moses from the Bible. His Pretty parents, much, yeah. His parents are getting murdered during this purge, and his mom puts him in a little basket and floats him down the river to safety. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so his parents, his true parents are dead. But then he also kind of, it also kind of gets orphaned again because of, oh my gosh, I can't remember his name. The old Never guy. can. Never can remember his name, but it makes me sad when he dies. When I find out he's dead, it get it just makes me so sad every time, but I cannot ever remember this dude's name when people are talking about it. I'm like, who is that? And then I'm like, oh yeah, that guy. I'm sad all the time about him. Yeah, what's his name? It's like Crikey, Crikey, Crockett. Come on, help me. Chalky. I- it's Chalky. Chalky, that's it. I knew I would get there eventually. Cricket, Crikey, Crumpet, Chalky. <laughs> It's chalky. He dies. And then you have Amber, who's your adoptive mom. And she, right. stay, she stays alive throughout the entire thing. Like, does she still live with you when you marry your grandpa? <laughs> <laughs> this episode is just full of weird, out-of-context sentences. It is. So, Amber, yeah. So, Amber, you think you do think she's dead early. I'm going to answer your question, too. But you do think she's dead earlier on because, you know, they the evil king sends his minions to destroy your hometown. And so it looks like when you go back there, it looks like the village has been destroyed. And for all you know, everybody is dead. Yeah. I mean, you think so until, until much later you see the root. I mean, you're, you're seeing the ruins of it. I thought it was kind of one of those DQ four everybody in the village is murdered kind of situations. But yeah, with DQ 11, it turns out, no, Amber is fine. She's your mom. She's fine. And then, yeah, so later, later in the game, uh, you have you get married to Gemma. Right. The new 11S lets you have, like, life partnerships. I don't know. They don't call yep. it marriage in the game, but it's with all the other characters. And so you essentially get to choose somebody that you want to live with, and that person just, yeah, moves in with you. I mean, Gemma moves in with you when you guys get married, if you get married. And then the other characters... You just move in with your mom because yeah, okay. you can't ha- you can't hold a real job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what would you do? What would you do after you've been through everything? You've saved the world. You've saved like dimensions through time. It's like, what do you do? Just get like an accounting job and be like, I'm just working on my spreadsheets. It's like, no, no. It's like you're gonna you're gonna move in with your mom and hang out. <laughs> That's true. I mean, what job does the would the luminary have? I mean, that's that's why I love fantasy novels like that, like The Name of the Wind and Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson, is that they don't stop whenever they win. They can they're the stories of what happens after the hero wins. And those are so interesting to me because you really think it's like, you know, what does the Luminary keep doing after this? It's like marry his grandpa, hang out with Silvando. It's just like, I don't know. It's like chill for a while. Go around, and open some treasure chests. Yeah. Assuming that there's any left to open. Because when That's I play true. through, I open all those treasure chests. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I uh, I have not hit all of the red treasure chests. So overall, based on kind of our discussion today and just running through them all, overall, I would say most of the Dragon Quest games fit into having an orphan hero archetype. 
right? I mean, you have you have 11, 10, 9, 8, kind of 6, mm-hmm. 5 and 4, partially 3. Yeah. So, I mean, a good, most of them definitely would fit into those kind of archetypes. Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys for listening to this episode and really all of our episodes on archetypes that we've been doing. We'll be back next week talking about some brand new topics, some brand new stuff that I'm super excited about to get to talk about, but I'm going to leave it all a mystery for now. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to check out Ryan's Dragon Quest 10 videos. Remember, if you want to talk to us directly, you can totally do that. We are on Twitter at DragonQuestFM. We're at Facebook.com slash DragonQuestFM and Patreon.com slash DragonQuestFM. You want to talk to me directly, you can do that. I'm on Twitter at DragonQuestin. I have a regular Dragon Quest blog that is at DragonQuestAustin.com. And I have another podcast called JRPGs and Me. So be sure to listen to that as well. And you can find me on Twitter as at Professor Beege. You can listen to my other podcast, the geek to geek podcast at geek to geekcastcom And you can check out all of the cool content on our media network at geek to geekmediacom where we also have a discord server and a Slack server. And like we said earlier in the episode uh, where we have the Patreon where press start uh, the digital magazine is produced. So check it all out. Thanks everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye y'all.